we have a show to do. We haven't done this show in like two months. It's been a minute. Dice Weave. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to Dice Weave. I'm excited to do this. We are doing vignettes today once again because it's between arcs and vignettes are fun. I, I just that this is the format that I've decided to do things. We'll see if it stays that way. I think it's cool. I think it's also a great way to introduce us back to it after having accidentally taken a while off. It's a really nice <laughs> Some of way it was to... accidental, some of it was not. Look, graduating from master's program and then immediately being in a wedding was a lot on my end alone, let alone what was happening on every other person's end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who do we want to start with? Uh, I don't know what the heck's going on with Will or if Val has a solo one. I know Val was going to step in on solo. mine. Yeah. So whoever wants to go first. Nate's I know some about, <laughs> and I think Lexi wants to torture him psychologically, so I'm down for listening to that. I'm so excited for Collins. It is the most exciting one for me. I am at this might be some of my best writing as well. <laughs> There's nothing quite get, like getting to psychologically abuse your friends. <laughs> he asked for it. Exactly. He did. It was my idea. They just ran with it. There's one, that's why there's so much crossover between the BDSM community and the TTRPG community. <laughs> oh, completely. Every 10 episodes, we have this conversation. <laughs> that's my kink. It's bringing the same thing up over and over again. <laughs> okay, well, uh, do, do we want to do the uh, most brutal and br- brutal one? I feel like we sh- I do feel like we should probably build up to it. Okay. So if we're not doing Collins, then who wants to go? <laughs> All right. Ours is, mine is like the stupidest, so we can get that out of the way. <laughs> so, Nav, I'm going to assume between our missions, there's like paperwork and stuff to finish up at the office. Yes. So let's just theoretically say Nav is working on some of this paperwork and Belle is attempting to help with some of the paperwork, but it's not really Belle's specialty. <laughs> is this accurate characterization? Oh, completely. Just kind of leaning over the shoulder like, right, uh, didn't we kick their asses like in that alleyway and then uh, drag them back into the into the truck and then we came back? Or Fuck, should we mention, do we have to mention all the people we found in the basement? Is that important? Yes, I would say the hostages we've saved is rather important, but I don't think you need to worry so much about the specific timeline of events. It's mostly actually sorted out at this point. All right, I'm just saying I'm trying to help, but should I help by sitting over here? (laughs) I'm actually going to wrap this up for the day. I've finished the last bit of this file and I'll be moving on to the next one tomorrow but I was going to ask for your help with something else shoot do you know any places in the city where people could obtain piercings Belle lights up like you set her on fucking fire with a (laughs) gallon of kerosene oh god I have just the fucking place Nav You absolutely came to the right person for this. I had a suspicion that might be correct. 
Okay, 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 okay. So, so, it's it's downtown. It's a little seedy looking, but it's absolutely fine. I've gotten like three piercings there, and I only got like two of them while I was drunk. And you've never obtained any blood poisoning? Not to my knowledge. I suppose that's about as much recommendation as I can expect. Alright, let's fucking go! <laughs> Smash cut! <laughs> okay, where are you going? Yeah. What a... Uh... What piercing shop or back alley friend are you interacting with? Okay, so I wasn't sure if you had an idea for this. Otherwise, I do. I want to let Bell Bell run with it because it is... Nav doesn't have an idea. That's why Nav went to Bell. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to leave it kind of up to you because I don't know what crazy person Bell knows. Well, uh, Bell immediately leads you to like weird shifty downtown like back alleyway where you go down an alley and then you turn down into two more tighter thinner alleys and then it's just kind of like a it doesn't look like a street front at all it looks like the back alley between a bunch of fucking like apartments and then swings directly into this one door that just has like just like straight up a paper sign taped to it that just says like injection. <laughs> tattoos and piercings. Interesting. That is definitely a parlor a tattoo parlor yeah. name. If Injection isn't a tattoo parlor name, I know what I'm calling my tattoo parlor in the future. <laughs> uh, just like knocks on the door. I'm telling you, you are going to fucking love Poppy. Poppy is the fucking best. Uh, honestly, amazing. Never said a word to me. And, you know, that's just, that's, it's so, it's so poppy, you know? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, one of those little, like, eye hatches slides open. And two, like, green eyes are look out through it, see you, look you up and down. It slides back with a thunk, and the door opens. Poppy! And, uh, uh what does poppy look like? Um, I'm imagining, like, a not even five foot, just absolute fucking snack. (laughs) Just, like, tiny but covered head to toe in just raw tattoos and just ears are just pierced all the way around the ridges. Dope-ass fucking, like, dragon curling around the face. Just looks completely unimpressed with everyone ever. Is this Poppy spelled P-O-P-P-Y or P-A-P-I? Uh, Poppy like the flower, so like the one with the Y. Okay. Okay. Nav sees one look of this person and immediately turns three shades redder. <laughs> Aww. Poppy, what is up? Poppy holds out their hand, her hand, and you, the two of you do some kind of you know, fancy handshake thing. And she just kind of moves her chin at you <sighs> in acknowledgement. Oh, that's the queen. Let's go. Come on, Nav. We don't need an appointment or anything? Oh, nah. She shakes her head. Okay. Excellent. I got a couple of uh, little sad piercings off the side of my ear. Poppy did one of them just when I was like walking out of the ring because somebody had bit through my ear. Poppy kind of does finger guns and, and goes, Hey, oh my girl.
Whoops. We lost. What happened? We lost Val. Tattoo partner. No. (laughs) That's how it's important. Did they vanish from the house as well? I don't know. They're downstairs. Anyways, Nav is going to try to take in some of the the sights of the of the tattoo parlor slash piercing shop, which I expect Val to describe once they are recording again. Yeah, just like it literally just looks like the entry to an apartment complex that got renovated, sort of, in that like it definitely doesn't look like it's supposed to be a tattoo parlor or a piercing shop, but it weirdly enough has been made to be one like what used to be maybe like the entryway to the apartments uh, area is now just like a lobby with a couple of like cool chairs and a bunch of just these little like books laying around with cool ideas of tattoos set it out for people to just kind of browse and look through but poppy just rolls over to the one like piercing table it's all clean and just nice nav starts absentmindedly flipping through one of the tattoo books until they find what appears to be, like, a skull with two skulls in the eye sockets as eyeballs, (laughs) and says, I had a friend who had this tattoo once. Well, friend is a strong word. Really? That's awesome. Poppy, who who, uh, looks, kind of looks you up and down and raises their eyebrow. Yes, sorry. My name is Nav. I am Val's Work, accomplice. No, that's not the word. Um, Bell. She smiles a little bit. Nav kind of blushes at that. It goes and just sits at the like piercing chair and says, "Ears, thank you." Quick question. Yes. Do either of do either of your characters know sign? Uh, I would say. Bell probably knows very basics. Nav probably knows a sign language, but it's not the one they use here. <laughs> Fair. Um, Poppy goes to Nav's ears and like reaches out a hand as if she's gonna touch your ear and kind of almost like a question and is tries to ask like where in your on your ears and um, signs where, which I think is probably a oh. a, a basic sign. Yes. Um. Nav kind of freezes and realizes they hadn't actually thought this out that far. (laughs) Yeah, do you want to get a, like, does Nav have any piercings yet? No, Nav has got, like, no piercings, no tattoos. Nav barely looks legally old enough to get these things. Dang. Well, do you want to just get, like, regular, like, basic ones. You could get a, a helix that goes up on the side. You could get an industrial that's the bar that goes through the top. Uh, uh, a conch is the one that goes kind of like in the middle on the side. Uh, yes. That one. The, the middle. That sounds not stereotypically obvious, but also like it won't potentially kill me. Poppy touches where she thinks you're referring to. Nav nods. <laughs> okay she goes over to a section of earrings for you to pick out nav looks through and selects a small stud that is in the shape of a die like a six-sided die Aww, i like this it has numbers (laughs) 
Nice, Nav. Yes. Poppy signs something and is kind of nodding. Okay, I... I'm ready for this. This is fine. Hey, don't don't worry. It's all right. Th- this is like very minimal cartilage. It's it's not going to hurt too bad. Okay. Although I will have to say I believe your pain tolerance is likely significantly higher than mine at this point. I mean, probably, but also like regular ass people get these all the time. Poppy pats you on the head. Nev starts blushing again and immediately sits down. <laughs> uh, Poppy does their thing. Gets out the the piercing gun or whatever it is. I've never gotten piercings. I should probably you do that. You don't use the piercing gun, no. <laughs> I don't know. Piercing guns are evil. Okay. It D- doesn't do a piercing gun. Does the thing that a professional piercer knows what they're doing does. Just a little needle. Takes a needle and pierces your ear and it's like over in like moments. Bell reaches out and like ha- grabs the hand like, I got you. <laughs> and Nev actually does hold Bell's hand while this happens. Aw, and it's over, and Poppy gives you a thumbs up. Thank, th- thank you. How much uh, money, finance? <laughs> First, she helps you get the earrings on, mm-hmm. and then goes over to the cash register and gives you a a total. And I don't know how much piercings run. This would probably be like eighty bucks, but like. Okay. I'm going to make this just, I'm going to say that Belle just kind of goes, oh, don't worry, I got this. Reaches in and just grabs a hundo and just slaps it on the table. Oh, well, because she was actually going to give you a number that was lower than normal. Oh. And give and and winks at you. Winks at Val, Belle or winks at-, at Nav. Oh, my. Belle's reach for the cash instantly halted the moment that happened. <laughs> thank, th- thank. Nav nods again. <laughs> And, and like, sad, like, very, like, stiffly attempts the finger guns. <laughs> oh. She smiles and, like, kind of, you can su- kind of see her shoulders moving as if laughing, laughing. And she hands you your receipt and waves. Nav uh, takes the receipt and once they're out of there, like, loosens up a little bit because unbeknownst to them they had been like extremely stiff and straight up even by nav standards bell signs a quick goodbye and then immediately outside the door looks at the receipt is there a number on it yes there is i fucking knew it (laughs) elbows nav just like look at you you got fucking game this is they want me to talk to them again on purpose yeah they like you. I guess after work tomorrow, I'm going to have to try to learn sign language. Uh, I need to work on it anyway. So, hey, we could probably work on it together. Yeah, if it helps, you. Uh, I think, Belle, you probably know this. She can hear. Um, she's mute. But obviously, that's uh, still, you know, she needs, <laughs> you need to understand what she's saying. But texting exists, too. Texting does exist. It's 2008. <laughs> Whip out your flip phone. Just give a little, give a little hey. I think Nav's phone is definitely one of the ones that has the slidey out full keyboard. Just to be clear. <gasps> yes. Hell yeah. The best kind of cell phone design. Yeah. Look, they were yeah. the best. Simply superior. I, I would, if I could get a smartphone with a slide out keyboard, I still would. Absolutely. fucking <laughs> 
<laughs> Nav shares this particular predilection and immediately enters the number into their contacts and puts a little, like, I don't think they're probably piercing emojis. So, puts in Poppy and in the last name slot, piercing? <laughs> <laughs> Bell just kind of gives one last nudge. Isn't this better than paperwork? I have to agree. This is better than paperwork. Adorable. I didn't expect uh, someone to... Yeah, anyway. Didn't expect it to go this way either, but this is fun, and I'm glad we've got this set up, because Nav learning sign language to hit on cute girl is great. Great shit. (laughs) Quality content. This next scene we're doing, Belle, you are going to have an interview with Theo, and you've been told where to meet. It's been scheduled. And you go to the room that Theo had told you to meet you at for this little interview. And he meets you outside, and Captain Quinn Gray is also there. And Theo says, ah, thank you for meeting with us, Belle. Hey, no problem. Uh, wasn't exactly sure, like, I know that there's a lot of weird shit going on all over the place. I wasn't really sure, like, what questions you had about the shit I used to do, but, like, wanted to say I'm happy to answer whatever. Uh, Quinn says, I just want to double check. I'm doing some routine checking of... Many people in the estate, particularly new people, because some of you, including yourself, were onboarded a little bit more quickly than I would have liked, and I haven't really had a chance to meet with you and know who we're working with, so I just wanted to double-check the facts. Yeah, of course. Fresh face and all. Yeah, onboarding was a little speedy, with what with the whole uh, accidental translation shit. But hey, whatever you got. Yes, I'm. There were some a number of many things to juggle, and thing some things slipped around a little bit. So, uh, come on in. Will Quinn will lead this interview? I I hope you're not nervous, Belle. <laughs> don't you don't need to be. I don't really uh, do nervous as much. I get worried sometimes, but that's a weird day, and usually it's because go- uh, there's a gun at me or something. Hmm. Walk in, whatever, like, I assume just, like, regular, like, meeting room, just plops down in the chair, actively fighting the uh, urge to just kind of, like, complete gay, like, flop and spread, just (laughs) lay across the chair, just, like, generally sitting up and just being a person. Uh, Gray sits directly across from you, and Theo kind of sits off to the side, almost like he's going to be observing the interview, rather than being as directly part of it. Uh, Gray pulls out a few files, a notebook, and also a little wooden box that they set on the table next to their files. They open the lid, uh, you can't so that you can't really see what's inside, but they kind of adjust it and have it sitting there. Um, they then you know shuffle their files around. All right, Bell, I would like to ask you first to just state your name for the record. They also pull out a recording device and start it recording. Sarah Bell Wilson. 
um, Gray kind of glances over at the box and um, then looks back, writes down something. All right. Uh, where are you from? Louisville, Kentucky. Did spend a couple summers in Chattanooga, though. Do you need to make a roll, Val? <sighs> Let me just... Uh... Twelve. Okay. And something that I'm doing for this interview, I forgot to mention, but uh, both Val and I knew this. Uh, I will not be telling target numbers. I will not be saying like what Val has to beat. I will just be sometimes asking for rolls, and uh, reactions will happen. All right. Uh, it says here, do you know when you were quickened? Uh, when I was about 16, we went on this uh, f- weird field trip, and I may or may not have slipped away, f- found a sword that wasn't on display, and f- fucked with it a bit. Uh, and pretty much, that's the best we can figure, at least. I never really noticed the exact moment. You said we? Oh, yeah, me and my parents. They kind of noticed something was a little weird after that. I was decent at sports, but suddenly I was absolutely killing it. So, your parents were aware that you were quickened? Aware something was up with me. They thought I was doing drugs. They still think I am. <laughs> Gray kind of glances off to the side at the, the box and looks back and right, starts writing. What was growing up for you like? I mean, what I imagine most kids in middle of nowhere, uh, Kentucky. Grew up, did a lot of sports, track, wrestling, boxing. Graduated and joined MMA, but uh, got kicked out. They thought I was using steroids and doping, but turns out just magic or some shit, whatever you want to call it. Do you need to make a roll? <laughs> I hate my life. That's a one. Okay. Gray kind of looks over at the box, looks back at their kind of sheet of paper, and says... When did you learn about the strange? Well, pretty much right after I got kicked out, a f- couple of folks came up, said, "Hey, you're uh got some skills." Uh f- Yeah, this is the sort of thing I expected to come up and onboard and uh Oh, it, some of it did. I'm just double checking. Uh I know I have a number of things here. I'm just cross-referencing. Fair enough. Um but it was uh group of recursion miners called the Divers. It was just the five of us. A guy named Marcus led us. It wasn't that much special other than just kind of hopping around, going and grabbing shit. I was the muscle. Just kind of made sure shit didn't go sideways, kept people alive. Do you need to make a roll? Sixteen. Uh, Gray kind of looks over at the the box again and looks back. What kind of work did you do with the divers? Well, mostly it was just, you know, basic recursion mining. I never got as much into the business end of things, but once in a while got sent across to go grab specific ciphers or uh, go talk to specific people, run messages, whatever it may be. 
We were kind of odd job men. Did whatever came across our path. Gray kind of nods a little bit. Is there a particular reputation that the divers may have had? Eh, getting results mostly. We weren't always the cleanest. Uh, wasn't exactly the greatest person. <laughs> Didn't really go into anything looking for trouble or looking to kill anybody or anything. Just did whatever it took to get out and get our jobs done. Hmm. And what made you leave the divers? Uh, never actually left, really. Divers actually just broke off when Marcus retired. Nothing really keeping us together after that. I wasn't about to go hopping through recursions all alone, so I just went back to fighting. Did some underground boxing rings, some off-the-grid MMA, until I, uh, <laughs> wandered my way here. What what did bring you to, to Toronto? You're American. It's a bit of a, 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 a trek, one might say. For the first time, Belle doesn't look anxious, but, uh, almost kind of blushing. I, uh, haven't always made the best calls in terms of, uh, laugh direction. Had a f- fall quick and fast with someone. Really liked them and thought they liked me. Moved here to be with them, and then uh, it fell through pretty much instantly. I didn't want to bug my parents for money, so I just started working the circuit here, just trying to work my way back again eventually, but there's also just not that much for me back home, so I wasn't exactly in a hurry. Uh, do you need to make a, a roll? Oh, now you're a nat 20. Fuck you. Alright. Have you talked to anyone about your work with the estate who is not part of the estate or directly related to a case? Not really. I don't exactly have a lot of friends. I mean, I got some friends at the old boxing rings, but they're not exactly, uh... We don't really talk about our lives outside of the ring, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Do you need to make a roll? 18. Uh, Theo kind of pipes up a little bit. What are your intentions for working at the estate? Well, not gonna lie. Came here looking for money. But also not gonna lie. (laughs) I really like my team. They're good people. I want to make sure nothing happens to them. Not to mention, it's pretty nice actually getting to help people these days. Gray is kind of looking at the box again and looks back up at you and writes something down. Theo says, All right, that's most of what we understand. I do have one more question for you, though. Shoot. Where do you believe your heart belongs? That's a... Hell of a question. I mean... I put my heart into everything I do. My work, my hobbies, my passions. So I suppose it's with me and... my work. Even if my work is just my life. 
does that require a roll, Val? Or not? It doesn't. Gray is looking at you, looking at their notes. Says, thank you for your time. I think that answers everything I need to know at the moment. I may need to follow up a few things, but yeah, I hope you have a nice rest of your day. Hey, you do. Maybe we'll get to hang out some more t- uh, sometime, huh? Right, yes, maybe. Gets up, goes to step out. Please close the door behind you. Oh, yeah, of course. Closing it. Sees Colin down the hallway. Oh, shit, Colin, have you seen the have to do Pearson? <laughs> Wait, what? It's so cool! Also, they got a fucking number! It was so dope! Damn! Is this t- is the combining tissue of this episode just gonna be people commenting on Nav's new fucking... <laughs> it is the th- thread that binds us together. It's the biggest piece of news that's hit the estate. As Belle steps out the door to greet Colin... We, the audience, step back inside the room. Thoughts? She's hiding something. I can't tell how much about her past she's lying about, but her childhood? Her parents? It's a story, which matches my intuition. There are records, but they're just enough for a surface-level look. She can't be from Kentucky. I agree. She's running from something. Most of the rest of her story checks out, but my gut says something is wrong. Something about her time with the so-called divers. I recommend you suspend her from duty and keep her contained until I can ascertain the truth. No, Gray. Sarah Wilson may be hiding her past, but she wears her heart on her sleeve. She's fallen in with her team in a way that cannot be faked. She'll protect them, come what may. Whatever she's running from, she's one of us now. When she's ready... We'll be there to help her. Okay, so, Pete. We are doing family dinner for you, right? We are. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so, at some point in this kind of intervening time, you, your family it ha- is having a bit of a gathering at their, like, near Toronto home. I don't know if they're in Toronto, but they are perhaps in a neighboring town or suburb or something. They're in Hamilton, which is the sort of shady one. (laughs) And they kind of like move back and forth between uh, US and Canada. Your parents have been here for um, the last few months for sure. But I think some of your other, your siblings are also doing a visit. Everyone's kind of, or a lot of them are kind of doing the, doing a, doing a food, doing a food thing. And as a request from the future, here's a quick list of the many characters who will be in this scene. Pete's parents are Emily and David. Emily is a software engineer, and David is a woodworker. Nate is Pete's self-assured older brother, who has a very important job that no one can know the details about. Pat and Cal are Pete's younger twin brothers. They're doing college things. Maddie is Pete's youngest sister, who has almost finished with high school. And additionally, Pete has an older sister, Annie, who has whereabouts unknown. So, uh, do you want to just jump right in to at dinner? Or do you want to, like, roll up to your house? 
I could roll up to the house. Okay. <sighs> so, I guess Pete is standing outside like a very nice sort of like upper middle class looking family home. Two stories which same sort of vibe as like the that house that the Simpsons take place takes place in, aka <laughs> good luck at, for our generation ever fucking affording one of those, but mm -hmm. uh it's you know that it, it it it's been brought down from the family. It's it's everyone is kind of flying home for Toronto. The Pete's parents are big on on occasional family gatherings because they absolutely get teary-eyed about all of their birds leaving the nest, even though there are still a couple that have not. In fact, only they're like half and half technically. Yeah, but they're still very teary-eyed about it. So, uh, I think I think there are some. Uh, like woodwork kind of little sculptures in the yard as well uh, scattered around I think there's some like wooden birds hanging from trees and uh, I think there's like a this dope like wolf pillar stat like sculpture as well kind of out on next to the driveway Pete will like walk back and forth a little bit kind of like considerably halting his uh, approach to the door just mostly gazing upon the uh, wooden sculptures with a kind of nostalgic sort of content expression and then sees one of the birds and instantly perks up. Oh, that one's new. I haven't seen Dad do a finch before. I should ask him about it. Well, what? I wonder if they'll still let me name one. Name them. Well, uh, between you and me, buddy, your name is... Cheepsifer. Yes, good name. <laughs> Perfection. Sir, Cheepsifer. The fourth. He will give the finch a little pat. And then, uh... <laughs> and then he will, uh, saunter off to the door, and... Okay. Deep breaths. They probably don't know much. You haven't told them much, uh... Other than, I guess, that brief call you had with Nate. Oh boy, they all know, don't they? Okay. Uh, you have your story. You know, what are you worried about? You have a job. It's a job. It's normal. It's fine. Let's do this. He is going to... The door has one of those, like, ornate knocky things, and he is going to knock on that a couple times, and then press the doorbell. Right before you, like, manage to grab the door knocker, the door opens, and there is your dad, David, uh, standing there. Pete! Pete, dad! welcome home! My boy! He Give, pulls you uh, a big hug. I was... He was uh, halfway through attempting to initiate the bear hug, but just completely was beaten to the punch. He will <laughs> kind of... He is a bit squished and will pat his dad a bit, like, awkwardly and constrained. Oh, I missed you guys so much. It's, man, it feels like it's been so long since our last one of these. Yeah, you... Man, you've been away for a while and everyone everyone's been do, out doing their own things it's so nate's doing his secrety stuff and pat and cal like you know they're your your brothers are you know off off doing their college things oh so proud so proud i, oh, I made a, i made one of the birds i made a new bird for you i saw yes the finch so it's a uh sir Cheepsifer. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, I still get to name these, right? Yes, yes. You Excellent. get to name the birds. Yeah. You get to name all of the birds. Amazing. Oh, I miss them. I was... It was really... I haven't seen you do a finch before. They, 
I really like it. I've always had a soft spot for them. I, I never really was into birds until you started making them, but now I just, I like, I, he'll show, uh, he'll, oh, wait, uh, he'll flip open his notebook and show, uh, and be like, okay, this is a bit of a work in progress. I'm a writer, not an artist, but I was missing the little guys, and he will flip to a few vaguely janky, uh, drawings of the birds. Um, Aww. Anyway, it's a... He ruffles your hair. <laughs> Which is, like, at his head level, basically. <laughs> He's... He'll, um... So it's the whole family's here, right? Well, almost everyone. You know, Annie's off, you know, doing her thing, and I... But, yeah, everyone else is here. Oh. Oh, that's good. He, that's... That's good, I, uh, Pete will try his best not to look crestfallen. Uh, he's good enough at that that he doesn't look completely sharp. Maybe you could see a bit of a twinge in his expression. And uh, But he's like, well, I uh, don't want to keep everyone waiting. I assume everyone's beat. Everyone's already sitting at the dinner table. Uh, uh, we're just sitting down. Yeah, well, your mom's just about getting ready, get it almost done with all of, the, all of the things. She won't let me touch any of it. Oh, I, yeah, I know it's yeah it's all, always when she's in the zone she there's no there's no getting her out of it but it's a uh, I you guys do those work to, work days together though right that's oh yeah that's, yeah of course she's always in my shop I don't know how she how she can get through you know doing math and coding with all the noise but you know it's good it's fun yeah I I will never I, she your mom is. Incredible. Just a force of nature. Really Her is. brain, beautiful. Ah. Emily, yeah. my love. Pete oh. <laughs> <laughs> looks with, like, the, a polite but slightly strained expression of, like, the child in him wants to go, ew, but, like, he's an adult now and he feels like he shouldn't say that. <laughs> Yo, Pete's here. And your brothers, Pat and Cal, the twins, uh, simultaneously say, we know. <laughs> hey, Pat. Hey, Cal. Sup? How's college? Like, fine. Nice. Tiring, Pat's... you know. It's good. Oh, I good know. Shit, I've been there. Um, well, you, uh, as long as you aren't feeling anything, you're already doing way better than my first few years, so, uh, props. And, um... He'll start walking in the direction of the dining table, dining room area. Yeah. So I think everyone manages to be sat down at the, the kitchen and Pat is helping your mom bring things out, get all the last touches on the on the dinner table. Your mom comes over to you and gives you a big hug. Oh, it's been so long. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. It's been... I really feel like I'm starting to hit my stride, you know? I Yeah? Yeah. Uh I um well, I assume that Nate's already told you the big news. Um Yeah, you're you're working somewhere new. I just wanted to I wanna know. Please let me know. Of of course, of course. I'll I'll save it for the the dinner table so that everyone can know. But yeah, it's your mom, it's... like Smooths sideways and thunks down at her chair. I'm at the dinner table. Come on, spill. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <Okay>. food. 
Alright, so, uh, I have a job, and I think it's, and I think this one's gonna stick. I can't tell you everything. It's a, uh, I mean, it's a, I, I'm starting at the bottom, but it's a pretty, like, pretty famous studio. I'm working on this new, uh, kind of action movie. I, it's, it's under, and it's under very strict NDA, though, and I, I know that you are my parents, and you would keep a secret from the world, but, uh, it's just, I'm so nervous about these things, and I don't know how much they can tell me, and this, I'm really trying to work my way up the company, so I can't, can't tell you anything about what we're doing, what we're doing, uh, you, you can, I know that's not gonna stop you from asking me all sorts of questions, but I just wanted to preface, I love you, you care about you very much, can't talk much about it, but, uh, it's really cool, I'm, I have actual, like, friends, like, co-workers, that, they're, they're really great. Oh, I, I can't wait to tell you guys all about them. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Um, da uh, your dad says, I swear, son, I could keep a secret. I could, I could, I would hold your secrets to the end of the earth. Just, just let me in on a little bit of it. Just, just let me in. And your mom uh, leans over to your sister, Maddie, and says, I couldn't keep it secret. There's no way. <laughs> and, and your sister just rolls her eyes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, like, if I told you them, you'd, you'd instantly know. It's, uh, it's like a new, it's a new, a new project, a new, almost branch in, uh, Nate's cool governmental speak sort of deals. Like, uh, that they're, it's, uh, their first, they're, they've moved to, uh, Toronto. Wait, is this, is this, is this, is this actually, this takes place in Toronto, right? Yes, we, we yes. are in Toronto. Yes, now. They have, like, moved to Toronto, and I am, and are, like, trying to, no, I was originally actually just hired to, uh, help clean up, like, the set and stuff, but I started talking to, like, some of the guys that are more higher up, and I guess they put in a good word with the boss, because I've actually started working directly with, like, the crew and production, that sort of thing, you know? Oh, oh my god, but my coworkers, they're so cool, there's, uh, I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them, and I don't know them all super well, uh. Maddie uh, asks, like, what, what kind of thing are you doing? What, are you, are you writing on this? Uh, not yet, I'm, I'm getting there, though, I'm, uh, I mean, you know how these big studios are. You, they, you can't. They won't just hire a fresh, a fresh-faced writer. At first, I was just a, an extra, like a temp sort of pair of hands. But uh, now I've started kind of working on the on the scenes. You know, get keep like PA work, keeping everything uh, running smoothly, uh, helping run errands. And there was this. I mean, there, was, there was this one pretty dramatic incident where someone uh, ran off with a bunch of uh, papers and I had to like track him down and stuff. I, I don't even think I was qualified for that, but I mean, there's, I get the feeling that these guys, since they're like so new and stuff, have some pretty, pretty loose hands, but I, enough about any of that. I will stop breaking NDA, I swear. Maddie um, <laughs> is like looking at you with like narrowed eyes and is like, and you like this. Oh my god, yes! It's, I, it's, this is the first time I'm doing something that, like, I actually want to do. I'm so used to just doing odd jobs where I'm just, uh, you know, uh, 
it's so boring that I come up with all those crazy stories you always that I always come home with. But uh, this is like work and something I actually want to be doing. And I'm getting so many new ideas. And did I mention that I'm like friends with my coworkers? That's that never happens. M- Maddie, as uh, like you like chasing people down about papers. Oh, well, that was just a one time like, thing. And, and your dad is like. <laughs> Oh, he give, like reaches over and is like hugging, kind of hugging you from his chair. And it's like, you're doing the thing. You're working up from bottom. Oh, I remember my first job. So, oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Um, Nate kind of says, and man, to think you were like ready to quit there for a minute. I, but I knew it. I knew you could, I knew you'd figure it out. Find your, find your, I don't know, your vibe. Of course, your your advice was uh, super helpful. It was just, you know, really scary because I've been, it's my first time doing anything like this. I honestly, I still feel very underqualified. I've, everyone is so cool and know what's going on and have all these talents. And I was just there and felt like I was watching. But I, you know, I kind of get the feeling that past a point, everyone is kind of making it up. See, and when they started, some of us still are. Uh, you know, one, one of my coworkers, they, they're like the super by the books kind of very, seemed like, they're lovely. They didn't get out much, but do you know what happened last week? They, they got a piercing. I never thought they'd ever get a piercing. <laughs> it was, and uh, I, uh, Belle, my, uh, she's like the main stunt double. She's super cool. I saw a punch down a metal door once. I, I still don't know how that happened. It doesn't feel like correct physics, but uh, it was, but she did it and I was there. It was, but like she, oh, movie effects. I, I, yeah, you're right. It was probably some sort of special effects thing that I'm still trying to wrap my head around, but she's still strong as hell. She could bench press like two of me. I'm Maddie is just staring at you like daggers. (laughs) There are, you can see maybe, uh, P has definitely noticed this and it is twitching a little, but, but yeah, they, uh, went to, like, an old associates of hers, of, of hers, Bells, that is, and they, uh, yeah, and Colin, like, I did, he is, uh, not my boss, but kind of like my senior, he's, I think he's, like, one of the lead actors, has... Got his start is like a magician and everything. I'd, it's crazy the amount of walks of life people are in show business. I, I didn't even think any of this was after until I ended up here. You you think he's he's one of the lead actors. I mean, he's in a lot of scenes, but everything seems very new. I uh yeah, I'd say he's one of the one of the lead actors. It's just that everyone looks so cool and important and I'm I wasn't even supposed to be here. I was just supposed to do a bit part, and now I have a full-time job and that I'm sticking to. It's scary. But it's going great, and you guys don't have to worry about it. I I uh, think I'm sticking this one out. Oh, I'm so... I'm so proud of you. Thank... I'm so... You finally found something that you want to do and stick with. Oh, but you're, you're getting, like, paid well right this is your mom uh they're they're making sure that your you know living situation's all good and everything oh yeah no i uh 
mean, they have... I don't need it. I, my apartment is still paid for, and... But, like, they have... They even offered, uh, like, temporary, like, lodgings and everything when they wanted to, like, hire me and all of... I mean, the money is already so much better than anything I've, I've made in the past. I did not expect this. Okay, are you working for Disney? Blink twice if you're working for Disney. <laughs> I... Mom, I am... I am not working for Disney. Disney would not sure? pay... They would not pay me this well. I, I'm... <laughs> As an entry-level employee, I, I'm pretty sure I wish wouldn't be allowed to work, eat, or sleep. <laughs> okay, you, you're working for a new branch of a film studio. Who Who is so secret? You, please, okay, give me, like, vague outline of the genre, please. I, Mom, I love you, please? but I heard you not please? ten minutes ago saying you couldn't keep a secret. I, please? I really... <laughs> please? Please? <laughs> Please? <laughs> Nate, help. <laughs> Mom, you know that, and I, I know a few things about NDAs, and you know, if he breaks it, he won't have the job anymore and won't be able to tell you any secrets once it's like almost out, right? That's kind of how yes. this works. Yes, exactly. Thank your you. Your mom looks heartbroken. You've broken your mother's heart. <sighs> how could you do this to me? Like how, how could you do this to me? You've you've got this amazing job and doing something about some. It's probably some action sci-fi with some brand new IP, and no one's willing to tell me about it. Your dear mother. Don't worry. It'll it'll uh, it'll be. Uh, I mean, these things are very long in production, but I'll I'll be as it's getting more developed. I'll, I'm sure I can sneak little little story bits too. Yeah. Yes. It's just, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Good enough. Internally, uh, Pete is going like, okay, is there any way I could make this a movie in five years? Dear God, what have I committed to? <laughs> like, okay, do I, how do I get hired at Pixar? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, sorry, Pixar's Canada branch is actually in Vancouver during this time period and ah, then shuts shit. down sometime a little bit later. Oh, boy. But they mostly do cars, cartoons, so you don't really want to be there anyways. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's about, I've already said so much about me. Uh, how how stuff at the home front? I haven't seen you guys in so long. Well, your dad's got a new, uh, project, new commission. Oh. Yes, it's... I've got a new, I've got a new commission. And, uh, you know, I haven't gotten to do chainsaw work in so long. Oh, it's, oh, it's so one of the sad. big ones. Oh, yeah, is it in your shop? I'd love to see it. I can't show it to you yet. It's kind of early phases, but I, I've been drafting it out, kind of saying, here's kind of what I want to do. I can show you that later. Uh, but it's so satisfying to use just such an unwieldy tool to make something so beautiful, you know? Yeah, that's... I, I, I never know how you do it. I remember that one time that... I I tried and uh, took a while to replace the wall. I just, it seems so hard. I don't know how you got so precise with it. It's so big and noisy and vermig and destructive. I, I love to watch you work, but I know it's unsafe and disrupts the creative process, but I, I want to see it. Like, I, I know, when it's done, like, send me. <laughs> Your uh, mom says, I like the vrooming. <laughs> I, Pete will, um, Vomit. Ignore the cat noise as best <laughs> yeah, he can. Pat, uh, Pat, I think, says, Mom. 
I still don't know how you focus when with with that. I I, I just like you, you. We have an office, you know. I, I I. And there's no noise in there. The rhythm of, you know, your dad's work, the chainsaws in particular. You know, they just it it helps blend in with the code. There's a rhythm to the typing. And and the way that, you know, recursion, it needs rhythm. There's there's a rhythm rhythm to recursion, right? And so you've got all of these sorry. <laughs> Comp side brain. Uh nothing. Um anyway. I'll take it your just, word for it's it. It's just helpful. I wish I could live in your brain for like two hours. It I'm sure I would get so much writing inspiration. Uh, but uh Maddie, uh, how have things been with you? Fine. Uh, senior year of high school, uh, college applications going well? They're going as well as you'd expect, you know? I, It's fine. What about you, though? Like, I mean, you're, you've got these new job, hunting people down with papers. That's That was one time. I, I promise I do. That is not... I, I it was just an anecdote of a crazy thing that happened one day. Most of the time, I'm just you know like a right, right, crazy, keep... crazy thing, huh? Yeah, right, yeah, just... that crazy thing. No, I mean it just sounds like one of those crazy stories again, you know. But I, I promise, most of the time it's much more normal and and fine. And I've just yeah. been you know learning yeah. the ropes oh, of. I I just oh. remembered, uh, bruh, that. <laughs> Did you just prop me? <laughs> that uh, I, I have something to give you. I've got a gift. Uh, here, come on. I'm just going to... I This can't wait, so I'm going to... We'll be right back. Wait, Mom, but I, Dad, Nate hasn't told me about his his cool new job. Wait. Come on. No, I, I just... I, got, I, I need to give this to you now before I forget. And you know how forgetful I get sometimes, so... I see at this point Pete is being forcibly dragged away. Pretty much. I, I I guess this is happening now. All right, bye. Um, <laughs> I'll see you in a bit. We're just yeah, gifts. Just, just five minutes. I just need to show you this thing. Uh, she pulls you around the corner. What the fuck is going on with you? That's as I said. I have a new job, actual long term job. Uh huh. Yeah, I got that. But like, why is it so normal? Chase, I, crazy thing is is chasing someone down because they took some papers. Normal couldn't hit you with a steamroller if you threw yourself under the wheels. What's up? Oh God, I I had a feeling this was coming. I would it? <laughs> I you I. So it is weird. Okay. Yes. Yes. <sighs> you know I. This is crazy. This is. You are the only person in the world that I would ever consider telling this to, but no, it's... Like, maybe it is normal, right? That's, that's, that's a believable thing that could have happened to me, right? Maddie looks at you with the blankest, most, like, you're a dumbass stare. <laughs> oh, this would be so much easier if you just, if, if you... I, I love you, and I love that you are the one person in my family that believes my life is like this, but... Okay, uh... So... Hypothetically, how much do you know about alternate dimensions? <laughs> <laughs> 
I kind of want to end there. Please end there. That's the best line. Absolutely. <laughs> That's incredible. Theoretically, how much do you know about alternate dimensions? Best cut. Love it. That is amazing. Can can we, for the audience's sake and also my sake, get a full rundown of of Pete's family? There's a lot uh, of characters here. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there sure are. I definitely gave Lexi a very easy time there. I wanted Pete's family to be big and mostly agonizingly normal. <laughs> I also have to complain here. I'm sorry, why did you give one of the fake people my husband's real name? I know. <laughs> I know. That was so confusing I... for the first three times it happened. I forgot. I I uh last I think so that that name came up uh when the phone call needed to happen in a different uh little scene with Will and I thought about that and I was like it's fine. <laughs> it is fine, but it's also a very dumb choice. <sighs> so now we get okay. to torture Colin. Yeah, <laughs> very excited. But he doesn't get to die yet cuz reasons. Colin, we find you on a stage. The velvet curtain pulls back, revealing you to the audience. And while powerful lights hide them, you know the auditorium is absolutely packed waiting for your performance. What do you do? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming tonight to this performance. It's going to be an evening of magic. And he's going to snap his fingers, and there's a flash of fire from inside his sleeve. Uh, And as the smoke clears, he is holding a bouquet of flowers and an evening of mystery. And then he kind of uh, turns his hand over that's holding the flowers, and they disappear Roll for applause. <laughs> <laughs> Since that is, I think, just the intro, uh, got any follow-up? Uh, his act is mostly a sleight of hand tricks. Uh, there is some some audience participation. He has someone come up and uh, some standard things, you know, memorizing a card and then pulling that card from somewhere. And then he gets into some of the more, I guess, psychic things. Uh, He starts to do some uh, basic sort of fortune telling. Okay. So here you are doing at a fortune table. I I suppose you have a table. And someone from the audience has come up. Uh, The lights are still kind of blinding. They're they're backlit. It's, It's surprisingly hard for you to see them. But here they are sitting at, at your little fortune table thing on your on your stage with your props. Hello, can you uh, tell me your name, please? Yes, I'm Hunt. Um, I'm sorry, I, I didn't quite catch that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the sound of crickets echoes through the auditorium. 
I have to say, Lexi, this writing, so far, not actual words. Yeah, that's the point. Okay, well, um, thank you for coming up and participating in this. Uh, I have here an envelope. I want you to write down something, uh, a fact about yourself, something that not a lot of people know. And then I am going to take this envelope I'm going to pass it off to an assistant, and we're going to have a conversation. Uh, you hand them the envelope. They write something down on it. Uh, they hand it back to you, and then there's this buzzing sound. And suddenly you fall find yourself falling backwards as a trap door opens beneath your chair and you fall into surprisingly warm, brackish water. You sputter for breath, and you, as you claw to stay on the surface of an inky sea, on the horizon, lights pierce a starless sky, outlining hazy silhouettes of what could be the masts of boats, or perhaps the ribs of a titan, or maybe even a rickety dock right in front of you. I swim towards the dock. You swim towards the dock, and as you swim towards it, the lights smear and drip down towards you, swirling around you, filling your eyes, your lungs, your bones, before you feel yourself dragged below the water. Down here, the light can't keep the inky fluid from stealing your breath, and you sink deeper, deeper. The pressure is crushing but almost comforting. And then you are on your back and the pressure is gone and your breath returns. But the light remains getting closer and closer until you realize that it's coming from a flashlight pointed in your face. Arms reach out to lift you and you're on your bed, having awakened from yet another version of one of your recurring dreams. <sighs> Hello? What happened? The room is, uh, you know, silent, echoes. It's your, it's your room in your apartment. Is there anybody here? Uh, you look over at your clock and it's like 6.30 a.m. I'm gonna get up and fumble for a, a dream journal that I keep next to my bed. Okay. You flip through and uh, start writing it down. Uh, but you could see in the journal, at, or we, the audience, can see in your journal that there's some, the lights in particular, the pattern of them, the, the smearing of them, the water, occasionally the auditorium, these play in your dreams a lot, as are the arms reaching to you. All right, I'm going to record what I can remember, and then I'm going to get up and uh, quietly kind of peek around my bedroom door, make sure that uh, my roommate isn't around. He's probably still asleep. Okay. Uh, I think today is a day that he would be sleeping in as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to my desk. 
and I'm going to open that secret compartment. Uh, except now, in addition to the file, there is uh, a little vial of um, purple dust. Okay. We all know what this dust is, of course. What do you want to do? I'm going to take out uh, a paper from the file. It's got a bunch of numbers, some sort of formulas on it that are different dosages and different uh, sort of types of uh, ways of administering the spiral dust uh, in different amounts. And nice. That's that's smart. Uh, you went you went digging <laughs> for some research here. That's 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 good. Safety is important yeah. when doing dangerous drugs. But you don't have a trip sitter. That's a little disappointing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a tiny spoonful of the dust out and dissolve it in uh, some liquid. And then I'm going to take a little dropper of that and just put a couple drops under my tongue. And then I'm going to lie on my bed. Okay. What is it that you're trying to do with the dust? Trying to get a vision of a recursion. Basically any recursion, but there's specific things I'm looking for from these dreams. Okay. Uh, so you're going to try and use, I think, have you done this before at all? I think I have, but not very many times. Okay. You're going to try and focus, and you haven't found what you're looking for before, but you're going to, you've been getting better at using your quickened senses, I suppose, and trying to guide the visions that dust uh, can provide. And so you take this dust and you start to slip into a kind of meditative trance a little bit on your bed. And next, when you open your eyes, you see a skyline so much more clearly than you would normally see it. You see lights that glitter from skyscrapers crammed together way too close, such their streets surely couldn't fit between them. Your head swims with euphoria. It, you're getting dizzy. Um, I think you your head rolls to the side and you see a figure on a dock pulling fish out of a small boat. Your, your, your stomach does a somersault, and you hear, as if through water, a saxophone playing a lilting tune. You know that this is the place that, or at least it feels like the place that you keep seeing in your dreams. But then everything stops being coherent as the dust really kicks in. Colors, sounds, smells, they all warp and swirl around you in a kind of nauseating but wonderful kaleidoscope. And then, an hour later, you finally start to come down from your high, and you are staring at the corner of your ceiling, where you can see something. Some kind of a lump in the corner. 
I get up and go for a closer look. As you sort of stumble closer, get your balance, and look more closely at this lump in the corner of your ceiling, you, what was this shapeless thing that you couldn't quite make out, clarifies into a turgid mass of pulsing flesh and tendrils languishing like some sort of generative fungus. And then after a moment, as you get close, an enormous eye opens in its body, searching. And then its gaze locks on yours. And when it does, many needle-toothed maws split its skin with maniacal glee. You are seen. Colin immediately pisses himself. <laughs> Realism. Uh, I'm gonna run out of the room. Fair. Fuck it, fair. Close the door and just, like, hope that it goes away. Uh, you stumble out, you lean, push back against the door, your breath coming to you quickly. And for a moment, you feel like you're safe. But then out of the corner of your eye, in the corner of the hallway, there it is, smiling, looking, and slowly, oh, so slowly, it is creeping towards you, never moving, just growing. Right now, it's maybe a meter in diameter, but its tendrils extend along the walls so, so slowly, centimeter by centimeter. I close my eyes and shake my head, try and wake up. <laughs> no change? The hair on the back of your neck is standing up. You feel its gaze, like a physical presence. Who are you? When you ask that, those maws of needle teeth, eel teeth, get wider, and its eye dilates, and it grows so slowly. I run for the front door. Uh, you book it outside. Are you on a, you're in an apartment, or are you in a house? I believe it's an apartment, is what we talked about. Okay. Um, you book it outside. Um, and as you do, uh, apartments have those little round windows, those little eye holes. As you open the door, the eye hole looks at you. And as you duck out into the hall, you can feel the pressure of every door lens looking at you. And there it is in the corner of the hallway growing I run for the elevator <laughs> you book it into the elevator uh, where are you trying to go um, first floor first floor the elevator goes down and there it is looking at you from the corner of the ceiling it's pressure making you curl up in the corner of the elevator and Eventually, after what feels like far too many minutes, the elevator dings, and the doors open. 
run for the front door of the building. You get to the door and it is hard to open. It doesn't, the key doesn't, like, why would you need a key on the inside? And then you realize that you don't need a key on the inside and you bust out. But every circle, every sphere, every glass window, you see its reflection. But then the dust begins to fade from your system more than it was before. And you can see, I think you pass, I assume you wandered a bit, mm-hmm. trying to get away. Yeah. There's a statue in the park that you end up in. And on that statue is this horrible fleshy eye thing growing with its maws almost sitting on top of this statue's head. But as the purple fades from your hands, its gaze starts to be less locked on you until it starts to look around. Those maws cease their smiles and the tendrils, which had been growing up to this point, stop. And then you can, as you're catching your breath, as the purple fully fades from your hands, so too does its form. Its form gets blurry as if your eyes are becoming unfocused, though nothing else is, until this eye is gone, lost in the blind spot of your eye. I'm going to collapse on the nearest park bench and just take a deep breath. It's a nice, nice morning for early March. The snow sparkles in the rising sun. Then I'm going to take my journal that I didn't realize I was still holding. Uh, Flip to the last blank page and just write down I found it and then underneath it found me for occasional announcements regarding this production you can follow us on twitter at DiceweavePod Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom who can be found on twitter at BertNerdTram Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at Kenzie Phoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world building by the cast of Diceweave.